Coming up on Studio 3 Live. Oh, it's a song that means a lot to me right now, actually. I think I heard it the other night, and I heard this, like, really beautiful ode to all the ways we can use tools that are supposed to bring us comfort and safety to harm ourselves. Felt the barrel's tip against my ribs, put a bullet through the middle of a heart. The arsenal of therapy tools and coping mechanisms that become ways of self-destruction. I just really, it, it really resonated with me. I don't know, I heard the song in a new dimension and it made me like it again. Nights getting longer, the light goes dark. I learned to put a bullet through the middle of a heart. Funding for this program was provided by Friends, the Iowa PBS Foundation, as well as generations of families and friends who feel passionate about the programs they watch on Iowa PBS. Good evening and welcome to Studio 3 Live. I'm your host, Mickey Davis. Tonight's guest is singer-songwriter Adim the Artist, a seventh-generation Carolinian, poet, storyteller, and blue-collar artist, Adim pulls from the songwriting sensibilities of John Prine just as much as they pull from the early 2000s angst of the punk music scene. Adim has shared the stage with artists such as Jason Isbell, Tyler Childers, and Iwan William Elliott Whitmore, and they recently made their debut at the historic Grand Ole Opry in Nashville, Tennessee. Please help me welcome to the stage Adim the Artist. Was a child limp on the pavement Like a rag doll in the rubble there I want to reach through this vignette To pet the softness of his hair He was a child, man Just a child I can Almost hear him laughing now I would give ten years at least of mine If it bring him back somehow on the TV through a smoke screen. He was a prop on CNN. Might have never seen him if I'm honest if I saw that clip again. When I start to get the night sweats, my forehead wet with the stress of that memory. I hardly can recall it now, but my body measures it for me. The muscles still remember what we saw when we were young. Honey, wherever we're going, We'll take where we come from And I see him when I'm sleeping But his face is like my son Under Palestinian wreckage Dust and shrapnel in his lungs Oh my God, what have we done? What have we done? Dean, welcome to Studio 3 Live. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit about your music. Well, hey, thanks for having me. I'm really grateful to be here. I'm a country songwriter, 
from uh, North Carolina, the lower Piedmont region. You released your most recent album, White Trash Revelry, in December of 2022. Can you tell us a little bit about that album and what went into that, that writing and recording process? Yeah, that was, a, that was a record that took me several years to kind of pull together. It was, uh, you know, during the, during the moments of lockdown that kind of forced me into something like uh, isolation. I, I worked on music as medicine, and I think the more that I ruminated on that, the more these political themes and cultural themes that I'd been kind of gestating on came together to form a pretty linear idea in my brain and that being like trying to find some way to stitch these stories together in a way that that, that showcases their their capacity for coexistence for 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 interplay you know I'm, I'm really into uh story you know i think uh we're told as children that our life is a story that we get to write you know and that's true there's a lot of beauty in that and it's absolutely true. You're a, you're a fresh new beginning, you. But there's also all these other stories that are playing out, and some that begin with you, and some that begin long, long before you. And those stories you kind of land right in the middle of. And that context becomes really important. Because <laughs> sometimes uh, the things you say uh, mean different things and ripples out, you know, because of where you're coming from. This is uh, where I started exploring the story as it, as it were before me, I guess. And, and uh, in true selfish nature, uh, that was to explore the beginning of me. <laughs> started out as a light in my father's eye In a Texaco Mama was working overnight on Tim Wilson Road She was a madcap teenage runaway Year past graduation She was new in town and he was burning down Place with infatuation She fired her red hot Buckshot distress calls across the parking lot Rebel reeling from the feeling of rooting around for a little repose They chased sunrise Moonshine after tussling and muttering secrets all night. Started out as a lie, Caroline. I started out as a lie, Carolina. Started out as a light in my mother's eyes Many years ago The numbing fires of live wires Loose in foster homes From my grandpa's fist to my mother's lip There's an ancestral impression An American inheritance Trauma and depression She fired a red hot Buckshot distress calls across the parking lot A rebel reeling from the feeling of rooting around for a little repose They chase sunrise with moonshine After tussling and muttering secrets all night Started out as a lie, Carolina I started out as a lie, 
Caroline From the birth canal To the whistle of emergency sirens You got a lot of skins to wear As you try to figure out who you are It don't matter what people say Don't expect them to understand Ain't nobody someone else's mistake Life is not always the things you plan Some of us have childhoods That aren't poems on sight but darling, you're doing all right. This album was funded by what you called the Redneck Fundraiser. Uh, you raised $15,000 via asks of $1 a person to make that <laughs> album happen. It's pretty incredible that you, you kind of pulled that together and, and I think it's a really compelling story behind making that album happen. I'm curious, um, can you tell us why was it important to you to create such an accessible price point for people to support your work? <laughs> what a hilarious grift, huh? Yeah. I, the thing of it is I didn't promise anything. You know, I wasn't really selling anything. I just was asking for one dollar. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think, I think for me, you know, especially during at the time of looking at this, fifteen grand is like half of what I make in a year. It's like I'm, I don't even know if I found fifteen grand that the, that making a record would be in the top twenty-five ideas. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It would be on there, but it, it, it's a lot of stuff in line. And so for me, it was like especially being low class, especially seeing, you know, my friends, family members having to go fund surgeries, people having to, you know, being in the, in the trans community and how inaccessible healthcare is in our states. Um, just, just all that weight felt really trivial to, to try and ask for this large lump sum of money. So I just kind of championed around the idea of like, well, if we can do this barn raising style where like nobody loses but I can make this thing. That's what I want to do, <laughs> you know. Um, and it worked out. I grew up in a particularly uh, fundamentalist version of the Christian faith. And when you grow up in any sort of fundamentalism of any flavor, you kind of have three main choices as you navigate this life. You can uh, cling tight with white knuckles to the faith of your childhood and uh, you know, avail yourself of learning anything new. Or you can abandon the faith of your youth in favor of all the new and exciting things you learn and get exposed to throughout your life. Or you can find some way to reimagine the timeless truths of the faith you grew up in to uh, embody something that's kind of uniquely yours, you know what I mean? And uh, I chose the second way. I just left, but <laughs> people have told me that the third option is beautiful. Um, and I spent some time dabbling in it, too. I, I, I go around... Um, I, I consider myself a, a seeker, I guess. Um, and so this is a song about that. It's called Fervent for the Hunger, and it's about uh, still being uh, full of longing for whatever that infinite thing you used to have a name for is. Mm -hmm. 
It's true that I'm a kind of complicated dame I don't even know my original name I've been changing damn things since I was younger Just a kid with a mixed up head Fervent for the hunger And I'm a baptized stylized blue collar boy Poetry rotary expression of joy Sitched up with sidewalks and time clocks that rattle like thunder Just a kid with a mixed up head Fervent for the hunger When I dream, I dream in color But I mostly do not dream And I have seen God through the curtain When I'm just barely asleep She is holding out a basket Full of scones and other treats Oh Lord, I'm starving There ain't nothing I can eat And it's true that I've tried on different faces before Toiled over things I'm not responsible for Raptured by every philosophy trafficking wonder Just a kid with a mixed up head Fervent for the hunger And I'm a Holy Ghost boat post poet of sorts A raindrop machine shot for radio source Raptured with lip gloss and hot sauce in Indian summers Just a kid with a mixed up head F-f-f-fervent for the hunger When I dream, I dream in color But I mostly do not dream I have seen God through the curtain When I'm just barely asleep She's holding out a basket Full of scones and other treats Oh Lord, I'm starving There ain't nothing I can eat What are you supposed to do When the God you're praying to Up and goes missing Leaves a trail of unpaid bills Broken homes and opioid addiction And I'm finding new charcuterie Mix and match until I find a meal that's suiting me Tire of these spinning wheels Metaphysical combo meals Holy illusory When I dream, I dream in color But I mostly do not dream And I've seen God through the curtain When I'm just barely asleep And she's holding me in silence And she looks like me We are the same thing, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I hear that that theme again in, in your music and how you again interact with your fans online. You know, you have 
You have a Patreon, which I, you know, again, is another way of, of kind of democratizing support, right? You have a yeah. dollar, five dollars, and, and your, your dollar a month members on your Patreon are called church members. How, how has music helped you kind of think about your relationship with Christianity and why do you incorporate some of those themes, whether it's kind of addressing Christianity or, or using terms like church members in how you uh, kind of interact with your audiences? Yeah, I mean, I <laughs> I think I did that to be cheeky, <laughs> you know, um, but, but the line gets blurred for me sometimes. I think that's true. Um, you know, providing pastoral care is kind of part of the job in my mind because the world is in need of real care. And I don't know that I'm, I don't know that I can care for the world or for people very well. But I, I was telling someone the other day, I feel like, you know, how people have like an angel and a demon on their shoulder. I have like Fred Rogers on my shoulder. <laughs> but on this side, I have Andy Kaufman and he's disguised as Fred Rogers. You can't tell them apart. They're entirely indistinguishable. So everything I've ever done has been to try to appease Fred Rogers, but some, I, can't, I can't tell which is which. <laughs> You're truly appeasing Fred Rogers or Andy Kaufman, yeah, a la Fred it's Rogers. Yeah, tough to tell. Yeah, yeah. We're calling this right now the gospel according to a dean, but that's not what pulls up on Spotify or whatever. Jesus Christ was 12 years old Stumbled down streets of Marlboro Golds A little thirsty for a hand to hold Anyone to elevate his name Burned a juniper smudge it on Danced around with nothing but a skibbies on Do he had unwritten Ray Wiley Hubbard song But he knew every lyric all the same So he cried out a law in the early morning were that I was somehow human born I would cast out demons and calm the storm From the window of my little red Pontiac Jesus Christ likes fast cars Pedal to the metal because he's Lord Never had a whip, didn't have two doors Jesus Christ likes fast cars the Snap of God's finger, the deed was done Jesus woke up as the chosen one. He was swaddling the tunic of a virgin, listening for the jingling of keys. Stretched his legs out and learned to walk, memorized scripture till he could talk. But he daydreamed of stick shifts and peeling off into a Palestinian dream. So he cried out, Lord, if this cup should pass, I don't want to live here if I can't drive fast. So God opened the skies up and welcomed him back with the keys to a little red Pontiac. Jesus Christ likes fast cars, pedal to the metal because he's the Lord. Never had a whip, didn't have two doors. Jesus Christ likes fast cars. And this is a solo I had to do sitting beside of Tommy Emmanuel a couple of weeks ago. Now he's blasting through space in a blaze of smoke. 
Feeling rubber through the stars with a manual choke. With a manual choke. And he's got Judas Priest on the radio. With a little hint of humor in his eyes. Turns the oceans to wine on a planet out there. Gets the animals drunk. Doesn't care. Every once in a while he remembers back here. Where he first got the longing to drive. Jesus Christ likes fast cars, magical hooch and loud cigars. He ain't never had a whip, didn't have two doors. Jesus Christ likes fast cars. In an interview, when you when you talked about the fundraiser around your your album, one thing you mentioned is it's just the number of people who supported that. You feel like maybe was a sign of of how many people feel kind of estranged from the culture of country music, and and I think that comes across in a lot of your music. This maybe tension between the genre of country and maybe the historic roots of country in in working class music and where your music may run up against kind of the current culture of country music. How do you feel your music fits in the larger context of, of country music in 2023 or 2024? I mean, in the, in the history of the tradition, I feel, I feel really connected to it. I, I, I feel, um, this sounds arrogant maybe, but I feel, I feel competent to hold the tensions of honoring the people who are my heroes and all the problematic things about them that made this world so difficult and complex to navigate for people different than them. And I don't think that a lot of folks are occupying that space or even trying to. Um, but I, I, it, it means a lot to me that I got to play the Grand Ole Opry, that I got to dedicate a song to Marsha P. Johnson on that stage. You know, nobody's... That I have no idea if country music ever was or ever will be a reflection of the institutions that decide where the money comes and goes. I think they're two different things. And I have a really personal and intimate relationship with country music as a tradition. In the same way that I do with Christianity, you know, it's, it's something that's like, it's poured out in the dirt. It's here, I grew, up, I grew up in it, you know? I grew up in these stories. This is the soundtrack to my experience here. And so I think there's something about being able to, to use the vehicle of that tradition to to take up space in a way that, that I have been and so many of us are afraid or intimidated to, you know, out of fear of rejection or, 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 or especially worse, out of fear of real harm and cruelty. This is a song called For Judas. Me and Judas down on Six and Lowry Outside a cafe when the moonlight fell Cast himself down, born out on the city What a pity, 
when something so beautiful wastes itself. I took a fool from my wood pipe as a taxi cabs drove by. Full of college age women in drag. Yeah, they're all wearing costumes and they all look like children. They're blowing us kisses as they pass. I wondered what in the hell this world could compel any creature to smile on a pair like we were. He had short, neat curls, that were shadow black, and I was fumbling around the river, wondering if he could ever love me back. Sometimes these things are hit or miss. With the perfume trail lingering behind, I caught an urge and the nerve to take his hand in mine. And if it didn't rain at the perfect time, it's probable we wouldn't have kissed. Northeast Minneapolis Arts District He whispered I'm not the kind To lie about leaving With me clinging so tight to his chest In a notebook on the rough-hewn walnut stand by his mattress I had drawn ultimatums out in a cursive mess and then I never told anyone, kept it quiet Inspired by the urgency of the love we shared Some of our friends say I'm still alive in it And others don't believe I was ever anywhere Gave my body and blood for the power of love Hope that I would conquer sin But I never even rose again He had short neat curls shadow black and I was bumbling around the weather app wondering if he could ever love me back sometimes these things are hit or miss with the perfume trail lingering behind I caught an urge and the nerve to take his hand in mine and if it didn't rain at the perfect time it's probable we wouldn't have kissed in the Northeast Minneapolis Arts District. Then in the light of a wasteful moon too familiar, sold me out for some pieces of silver. Still I love the feel of your lips. And I never wanted more than this. To kiss you in public To openly say that I loved you Oh, I write this down for Judas Oh, all of this was for Judas talk a little bit about the the story behind your song heritage of arrogance oh yes i it makes me anxious to talk about this song because i don't want to seem like i'm being too critical 
of myself or of someone else who might really care about this song because I, I I love it and I love what I tried to do, but in some ways I feel like I missed the mark with it, you know? This, this for me was an effort to distill the experience, the very disruptive experience of uncovering a history of racial aggression um, and trying to communicate what that was like at various stages of the process for me and the end result, which was like, this is why I believe that this matters. You know, I believe that the onus is on white people to make restorative justice for the wrongs that have been done. I think that it's imperative and I think that it's suffocating our nation that we're not choosing to prioritize this. What's trying to do is get people to have that shared sense of responsibility. But I think it comes across as really preachy. And and I didn't I didn't mean for that to be the case. I, I, I got really frustrated. I got a review from this this online music blog where this this guy from Texas who which is not the South, you know, accused me of conjuring these images as metaphors of a fictitious South. You know, he, 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 I think stops just shy of calling me a carpetbagger. Like I'm not seven generations deep in these hills. I, Thomas Fight is the name of the street that I grew up on. In Belmont, North Carolina, that's the street that I lived on. That's where I saw the Confederate flags waving from the neighbor's flagpoles. It was in that house driving through Charlotte that I saw the Klan assembled. This song is a collection of memories and snapshots of me trying to understand and trying to reckon with racial violence and reckon with the way those portraits were framed for me that impacted my ability to understand them and the greater narrative. I wanted to create a pathway for someone who might not be able to understand, to feel like, well, I've seen all that stuff too. You know what I mean? And I never really thought about what it could mean outside of what I was told it meant. But this made me realize that I could. That was it to me. And I think, I think the hardest thing is, is trying to decide like where that line is of how much consideration you have to give to people's refusal to understand, you know? And at the end of the day, you know, when it comes to conflict resolution, there, there are no real ethical standards or rules besides, do you want the conflict over right. or not? Right. And so ultimately it just comes down to that one didn't land where I wanted. And that, that makes me feel a little sour sometimes. This is one that mattered a lot to me. And I spent, I don't know, probably years of my life really really trying to nail it down, you know? I talked about stories and the history of racial violence in America is one of those stories that I kind of got dropped into and once I was made privy to it, what they call being a newly woke white. It was a very disruptive experience and I wanted to find a way to put that in a song and I, I think in some ways I probably missed the mark a little bit. But this is a testimony of my life and my relationship with racial violence as a kid up until a few years ago when uh, 
I became really passionate about racial justice. And I think that it's true that regardless of how you feel about these things, that it is a story that's been playing out for a lot longer than we've been here. And our role and the role that we have to play in that, we get to choose. But the lives that we've lived and the people we come from inform what responsibility we hold in the story. I believe that's important. I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong about a lot. But I am, by definition, undisciplined in my craft. I grew up on Thomas Fidex, lined with rebel flags. Mom and Dad tried to teach me wrong from right, but their compasses were bad. I saw the Klan once with a child's eyes down the street where I would play. And angry black people on the other side of the road, then space a race. Two sides of the coin, the Klan and the APC. That's the kind of nonsense our daddies said to you and me. But I've been listening, trying to keep myself from dismissing perspectives that I struggle to relate with. Now I've been learning our true history, and I hate it. Two sides of coin applies, there ain't no better sight. Says racism and justice are equally justified. I know I never asked to be born white. Was not taught the world so goddamn unjust, but it's on us to make it right. I got saved at the Baptist church when I said the sinner's prayer. Came to service with mama and there's only white people there. Saw Rodney King on the TV screen turn slowly into Trayvon. Heard my parents make excuses for the man who fired the gun. Two sides of the coin, Jesus Christ and white supremacy. Looking back, don't make any sense to me. But I've been listening, trying to keep myself from dismissing perspectives that I struggle to relate with. I've been learning our true history, and I hate it. I mean, I never worked the auction block or joined the Christian Knights. Never called someone a racial epithet in a traffic light. So I never asked to be born white. Wasn't taught the world so wholly unjust, but it's on us to make it right. Our inheritance is a heritage arrogance and unchecked oppression we can dismantle this you will stand with us siblings our daddies never understood this lesson 
And I swear that I don't mean that as a slight They weren't taught the world so wholly unjust But it's on us to make it right I wonder that relationship with that song. You know, I, I think something that, that folks may not realize that they see you perform here or just, just one night on the road is, you know, you write an album and, and you live with that album for a long yeah. time. You, you, you rehearse those songs, you perform those songs, you watch people react to your songs night after night after night, yeah. often in, in vastly different places and with with probably different people in the audience as well how does your relationship with your own music how does that change over time and, and does does the relationship that audiences have with your music change your own relationship with it as well that's a good question i mean it's it is complicated i will say we funded that record and recorded it that would have been december of 2021 so that it was recorded then. Yeah. So then for a whole year we sat on it. Um, and yeah, I think I think by the time that album came out with all the drag bill stuff going on mm -hmm. and everything, I did not want to reach out and touch anybody. Yeah. You know, I was getting called online all the time. You know, people were calling me groomer because I had fingernail polish on in my videos. Right. <laughs> it's like right. just just hurry up and get out of the world. <laughs> you know. You know, it's like all that, all that care felt really dried up by the time the record came out and so much had been put into making it something accessible that it didn't make it really difficult to navigate. This is uh, my attempt at writing a song that would be the theme song for a Wes Anderson movie that Danny McBride stars in as a 12-year-old genderqueer. Danny... Pootie, I think, is the love interest, but I haven't ironed it all out yet. Wes can have a say. You got pretty hair and I don't care what the neighbors call you. They don't know a dang thing about loving anyway. Me, I'm not a cool kid. I'm not a grade A or a drop out of school kid, but I got a dirt bike and a mineral toolkit. If you want to look for gems today We don't have to mess around with names You and me are more just the same sad story Up up on my dirt bike Got a little place where we can ride Off dirt ramps if you wanna Already got an alibi for your mama You can tell me anything you like Out there in the woods on my dirt bike bike and I might like to sit behind you right where the spirits guide to follow the forest sprites me I only want to be happy I 
Got a drum set and I'm rhythmically savvy And I think we'll be real good friends if you have me Out on another right Baby, can you make it go vroom, vroom Only if you want to be the big spoon I like imagining the person that's riding on the back of the bike as the big spoon Hop up on my dirt bike Got a little place where we can ride Dirt ramps if you wanna Already got an alibi from your mama You can tell me anything you like Out there in the woods on my dirt bike Vroom, vroom, baby Vroom, vroom, baby Vroom I also want you to talk a little bit about your song, Middle of a Heart. Can you tell us a little bit about kind of the story behind that song as well? I, I wrote it, you know, a lot of the the facts of this song are based on my friend Bob, um, who passed away a few years ago. Bob was a funny guy. He, he had a hospital bed in his living room, and he slept in this hospital bed with a loaded gun and Fox News on 24-7. And I asked him one time um, how he would define his politics, and he said, oh, buddy, I guess a little to the right of Attila the Hunt. Which is an insane thing to say with his confidence. I asked him one time <laughs> what happened to his back, because he laid in this bed all the time. I said, what happened to your back? He said, what do you mean? I said, well, you're in this hospital bed. He said, oh, yeah, I just don't want to get up anymore. What a guy. Yeah. It didn't take long for me to realize that Bob had a chronic depression, you know, that, and no tools for how to talk about that stuff. I don't know. It's a song that means a lot to me right now, actually. I hated it for a little while, but I'm coming around on it in a big way. I think I heard it the other night, and I heard this, like, really beautiful ode to all the ways we can use tools that are supposed to bring us comfort and safety to harm ourselves in all these seemingly innocuous ways, the arsenal of therapy tools and coping mechanisms that become ways of self-destruction. I just really, it, it really resonated with me. I don't know, I heard the song in a new dimension and it made me like it again. Daddy's gonna buy me a brand new gun Show me how to clean it in the yard Papa says he can't wait to see me fire with that steady arm Couple hours of waiting and some heavy concentration Put a bullet through the middle of a heart Everybody's gonna be so glad to see The freezer full of fresh deer meat Mama's gonna be so proud of me When we get back to the farm 
nights get longer, days get hard. I learned to put a bullet through the middle of a heart. I learned to put a bullet through the middle of a heart. Carlene asked if she could marry me, driving around in daddy's car. I gave her my graduation ring down by the lumber yard. Felt the violent hit of her passionate kiss like a bullet through the middle of a heart. Everybody's gonna be so glad to see her down the aisle at our wedding. Mama's gonna be so proud of me, spinning around the steel guitar. Nights getting longer, days get hard. It's like a bullet through the middle of a heart. Yeah, it's like a bullet through the middle of a heart. Well, my daddy paid his service till his time was due. His buddy recruits these days. Says I can make my country proud and get my education paid. Facing fears, make it three years, brother, you don't have it made. Everybody's gonna be so glad to see me wearing that robe with my degree. Mama's gonna be so proud of me. God bless the USC. Night's getting longer. They stay hard As I learned to put a bullet through the middle of our Didn't have a grudge to bear With any of the people there But I came home haunted By the lives my duty caused Felt the barrel's tip against my ribs Put a bullet through the middle of Everybody's gonna be so glad to see The flag disappearing to the earth with me Mama, do you think you still believe I'm gonna see the face of God Nights getting longer The light goes dark I learned to put a bullet through the middle of a heart I've learned to put a bullet through the middle of a heart Got a couple more for you if that's okay. Do you feel up for that? this banjo but I don't really know how to play the banjo <laughs> they'll sell these to just anybody <laughs> you don't even need a license or anything in Tennessee you just walk into a store and say I want a banjo and they just well it was expensive Ooh. <sighs> it's good to be back with you after that brief <laughs> I, uh, I had an album that I wrote and recorded during the lockdowns of the 2020 uh, COVID-19 pandemic. And uh, 
It was called Cast Iron Pansexual. <laughs> Thanks. Um, and uh, I was listening to a lot of Joe Troop, who's an Appalachian picker from the Piedmont Mountains. I was listening to a lot of uh, Blind Boy Fuller and Jimmy Rogers and a lot of early country and folk music. And I was trying to uh, find a way to root into the sounds and traditions of my youth that had brought me a, a, a deal of shame and find a way to make them mine and make them, make them holy in some way. All right, this is called Cast Iron Pansexual. It's my attempt at a protest song from a couple years ago. Well, take me down to Carolina, I need mountaineer. Got seasoning in the cast iron and some color in my hair. And I can fall in love with anybody if I dare. I'm an interdimensional pansexual and I don't need repair. Take me down to Carolina, I need my tarot red. Got a stomach full of barbecue and existential dread. It's hard to keep your thinker in your gut equally fed. I'm a Marxist, Martian, an oligarchs, and a connoisseur of cornbread. I love cornbread! I've been reading gender theory and attending demonstrations. And I've watched my people nearing Class emancipation. Woo! Take me down to Carolina on a cardinal's wings. Got Guthrie in my gullet, Lord, and a few new songs to sing. They have an open in a restaurant where you don't pay anything. Where the foods are plenty and the friends are many. Won't y'all come along with me? I've been doing candle magic and reading Jude Butler. And while I'm no fanatic, I do believe that what we need is radical movement towards equity and justice to dismantle white supremacy entirely, brick by brick, by hand, together. And I firmly believe it's the only way. Well, Adeem, thank you so much for joining us. We're happy to have you on the show tonight. Uh, welcome you. to Iowa. Hope, hope to have you back again in the future. Oh, I'm so honored to be here with you. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks again. You sure you don't want to talk for like another 30 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> I want to play you a song off my first record, Cast Iron Pen Sexual. And I want to tell you, my, my father named me Kyle. Uh, that's my government name is Kyle Bingham. My, my father named me after the NASCAR driver, Kyle Petty. So if you're wondering uh, what my... Southern bona fides are. My father named me after NASCAR driver Kyle Petty. I was born with a Mountain Dew tattoo. That's my. And uh, if you do, if you don't know much about NASCAR, which I don't expect a, a, a whole lot of overlap with the PBS listening crowd, um, Kyle Petty is a songwriter. He's a actually a lovely songwriter. He's very talented. But he wasn't exactly the greatest NASCAR driver. I don't think that's telling tales out of school to say that. But uh, his dad, however, is Richard Petty, maybe the best NASCAR driver ever. Actually, Richard Petty's so good, his nickname in NASCAR is the King. So my dad, with no sense of irony about himself, 
named me after the son of the greatest NASCAR driver. I've <laughs> been thinking about that a lot lately. <laughs> this, is a, this song I wrote about trying to reconnect to the name Kyle. It didn't work. I'm still <laughs> using a deem, the name I found by way of God or magic or uh, my unconscious being bored with being, uh, you know, I was getting bruised knuckles from punching all that drywall. I had to make a change. So that's a natural born Kyle joke is what that is. We'll go into the song now. Yeah, that's all right. I remember myself as a boy In the yard playing cars I wore loose-fitting clothes Still feel that obsolete joy When the weather got hotter We got out the water hose I wore my shirt in the pool back then I was afraid to be seen I'm trying Build a machine can convert shame into celebration. I'll go back in time and reclaim my name. I remember when I was a teen, would just stand near the band with my hands near the sky. Embarrassed of everything Lucky for love received from an invisible guy Stained by generational sin I did not deserve good thing I've been trying to build a machine Can convert shame into celebration I will go back in time and reclaim I've been collecting spare carts from old cars that are long since out of operation. Scraps of old steel and frames of used wheels that grow tired of personification. I'm trying to build a machine can convert shame into celebration. I remember when I was still Kyle. All the kids called me Cal, even now I grind teeth. Grandma said that I looked fat from her perch on the porch looking side-eyed at me. I wish I could visit that memory now And give them a set of the keys To a duct tape to makeshift machine Can convert shame into celebration We could dance to the music it sings out In a cacophonic orchestration I will go back in time and reclaim my name Go back in time, reclaim my name. I will go back in time, reclaim my name. 
thank you so much for, uh, for coming out. It's been really lovely. I appreciate y'all. Funding for this program was provided by Friends, the Iowa PBS Foundation, as well as generations of families and friends who feel passionate about the programs they watch on Iowa PBS.